This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome back. We are here today to talk to you about the coaching industry and how we see coaching and all kinds of aspects around what we do and how we do it. We're not really sure of a title yet because we frankly... We want to let this unfold we want to into see a where flow. this conversation goes, yeah, and then yeah. figure that out. But we've been talking a lot about what Jen and I do, right? Um, as coaches, and wanted to kind of bring that topic here and explore it a little bit, and just um, share some of our thoughts around, I guess, our experience with coaching as clients and being coached, and now both of us being coaches or not we've been talking about that Mm -hmm. too whether or not that's the right title for what we do so let's jump in all right exciting so we were going to start with uh, actually we had talked about the differences between coaching counseling and therapy and we are going to have some guests lined up in the next couple of weeks around these topics to give a little bit more of illumination around sort of the differences between or or not you know, where those gray areas and where those boundaries are really squishy between these industries, coaching, counseling, and therapy. And what we kind yeah, of want it's to... something... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm interrupting no, no, go you, ahead. But it, it's something that I've, as I've gone through my journey um, into coaching, I've had a lot of conversation in my coaching program. There was a lot of dialogue around that. Like, well, how does this differ from counseling? It's something I've always been curious about and interested in having a bit more of a dialogue on because they're similar, but they're different. And obviously we are not trained counselors or therapists. So this isn't about a a definition in that sense, right? I think this is more of a conversation um, Mm -hmm. and unpacking this, but then really looking forward to having some experts and some, we are going to bring some connections on that. We have people who are counselors or therapists in different ways to give their perspective and share, um, share, yeah totally no that's great <laughs> and share what there was no. a siren that went let's just we can be transparent there was a siren that went by jen's house and so we were like okay let's pause and now trying to jump back trying into this jump so. back in train of thought okay so where were we uh so we were talking about what maybe we should move on to what coaching looks and feels like for us because we this is some of the questions we've been asking about and um do you want to start jane with what coaching looks like for you um, both sure. as the receiver and as the as and as the coach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, definitely through I'd say the last ten years for me, I've done a fair amount of uh, therapy, coaching, energy healing, <laughs> all of it. Yeah. And so it's been really interesting, kind of, to give me that different perspective on what what the differences are within each. And so, you know. One definition or one um, angle that I was that I, that was shared with me, I think it was through my coaching program, was this idea that counseling and therapy is kind of about going back in our life and healing, you know, some of those un, 
unresolved pieces, triggers, traumas, all of that. Whereas coaching is a little bit more about how we move forward and looking forward in life and coming up with strategies and there's goal setting and there's a whole, you know, um, area within that to unpack. And so that was a frame, a framework that I've kind of always looked at things through now, as I've moved into becoming a coach myself, and as I've stepped into doing more of my own healing work and working with various practitioners, I really have benefited from the, from bringing in that energy healing, that energetic alignment piece. Mm -hmm. And some of that does involve going back and looking at some of my stuff um, from my childhood or beliefs, like limiting beliefs that I've picked up and then clearing those so that I can move forward. So that's the type of coaching that I have found really beneficial for myself personally. It's been extremely healing. I've ended up, um, you know, one of my practitioners for lack of a better term, I'll call her right now is both an energy healer and she calls herself a coach. And so some of our sessions are part coaching, part Mm -hmm. energy healing. And that has been really transformative for me. I've also worked in containers where it is more of what you would kind of, I think, expect for coaching where, you know, we're not necessarily going into the emotion piece We're we're working within the goals and the intentions. And there's a bit of, you know, let's look at some beliefs, do some belief work, but it's much more, I'm going to say cerebral. Right. Um, so that's Which kind of been my, sorry, no, go, go ahead. No, you I was go just going to say, that's been a bit of my experience. We can, and then I'll, I'll share after, but I'm cu- with how I work with clients, but I'm curious what your experience has been. So it's, um, it's really many aspects are similar to yours where I have worked with business coaches who are very specific in terms of it's much more cerebral. It's very methodical. Actually early on in my journey um, as an entrepreneur, I would say that I, I did Marie Forleo's B school. Then I worked with my first business coach about six months after that. And I worked with him for about a year, year and a half. And I mean, yeah, it was good for the building blocks and the basics of the business, but I didn't really get it. And I, the mindset piece was really big. Mm-hmm. And then I've worked with people now who are just about mindset with a sort of a side dose of a side dish of um, energy support. Mm-hmm. But my most recent, I guess the person I finished working with most recently last year, Miriam Castella, she's a trained hypnotherapist and a business coach. So our sessions would sometimes there are, we'd have, we would meet once or twice a month for 90 minutes we had the group container and then we had the one-to-ones and in the one-to-ones it was you know 90 minutes we could cover either do a really long extended energy session which was hypnotherapy and timeline therapy going back into past to to heal some things Mm -hmm. to move forward and sometimes we'd have enough time to do that and some very specific tactile business strategy so both have merit and I've personally, I've worked with a couple of family therapists for some different situations. So I understand the methods and the techniques, mm-hmm. but it's not really it's something I haven't had to spend extended amounts of time in therapy or counseling. I've simply just been blessed enough to have a really, generally a really good supportive life where I haven't felt the need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually yeah, so it it's quite similar. Quick. Similar experience, right? Because I would say the same, right? Where it's life and business coaching that I work with my, and she's also a trained hypnotherapist as well as some other modalities. And that the integration of those two seems to be for me where the magic has been. I've I've also worked with 
um, counselors and psychologists in various different fashions over the last couple of years, over the last 10 years. Um, and has it, nothing has stuck, interestingly. You know, definitely not to say that it hasn't helped. I actually, I, I often look at it, I have clients come to me that say, wow, like I've spent years and years and years in therapy and I don't feel like I, like I'm moving forward with you faster than those years and years in therapy. And I've, I take the, the viewpoint on that, that it was actually those years and years of therapy that have brought them to the point to meet me mm-hmm. and that we're at this next point. It's not about, wow, this works way better than, yes. than that. Um, it's, it's the integration of all of them. However, definitely in my personal experience, I would say that it's, you know, I've been working now with my, my coach and energy healer for over two years like religiously and it has definitely accelerated my transformation now again you know working with counselors and in my past at that time it probably I think it was what I needed I needed to get it was like the journey right so but interesting that you're having a similar journey and I think that's obviously where we're aligned as well in terms of the work that we do and how we work with our clients we have that common ground for sure and, mm-hmm. and also we see it playing out in our clients, you know, with the people who are attracted to work with us too, which is really, it's really interesting. And Jane, you, earlier when we were preparing for this discussion, you were talking about, we were talking about like, what does coaching look like for us as, as coaches? And so we've had our own experience of being coached, but we also now are in these places where we can trust, I think ourselves and our own methodologies more fully and more completely to create an experience for our clients that is truly transformative. So how does that work for you in terms of, you know, when you work with a client, what does that process look like? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's very, I find it's quite individualized now. Yes. But I, so I went through my coaching training is through the health coach Institute out of the States and that was, it's very much, it was health coaching, but there was a lot of mindset work within that, which was really valuable. It was very much focused. I found it was very focused on habit change and understanding the psychology behind habit change. And like I say, then a lot of the mindset work comes in that with that, the entryway is health. Um, Mm -hmm. That was my gateway into this was my health was what sent me down this path. So it felt like a very aligned choice, but through that process, that was, I think, almost four years ago now that I went through that uh, training program. And then since then have mentored under other coaches and done other programs and have found the uh, energy healing. And so for me, that piece was so transformative in my life that it then sent me down the path of doing my Reiki training. And now I'm in a new, a new big, right quantum healing I'm not even sure yet what to call it you'll hear more about this as I go through it but I'm in a a fairly intensive more intensive than I thought uh training program right now and so it's really about incorporating the mindset piece the coaching training that I had with the healing pieces that I've um, personally experienced mentored under and I'm training in and bringing those two together to find an energetic alignment so definitely there is their mindset piece, there's goal setting, or I like to call it intention setting, and some of those pieces that are more cerebral, if we're using that term. But I really find that 
the transformation for my clients comes through doing kind of bringing in the emotional piece and doing like working with the body in a more somatic mm -hmm. way. And so a lot of times with clients, what we do is it's sort of, you know, they'll come with whatever the thing is, if it's a work related or career related thing, sometimes it's a health related thing. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes it's more mental health. I'm just feeling really frustrated, overwhelmed, whatnot. And we dig in and typically there is somewhere in the body that is speaking to what's going on. And so I work with them to peel back those layers and to figure that out and to release some of that trapped emotion um, right. so that we can move forward. I feel like it's like going in and finding that belief, but I use the body to help guide us into that, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, rather than sitting and overanalyzing and being in our heads, I really find that by dropping into our body and helping people move into embodiment, that's where we can start to release some of the stuff to move forward. Awesome. I am fully on board with that kind of work or that kind of processing. And it's so, it's so interesting because I think there is a growth area in terms of somatic therapy and movement-based therapies, dance therapists, mm -hmm. those kinds of fields in those areas where people are really receiving um, support for trauma through connecting more fully with their body. Oh yeah, and it, the trauma work within that. I've done some of my own trauma work as well. Yeah. That has been, yeah. It's super powerful. And what's interesting, I'm actually just reflecting as I'm talking, how singing training is a different way of, of moving that same trauma. Right. Because it's, it's you just don't know. You're, you're exposed. All these layers are exposed. And all these parts of your soul and yourself are exposed through sound and through vulnerability that you have to process in order to get into a piece of music to perform it and so it is a different form of therapy but not necessarily acknowledged as a form of therapy and the the body work you have to do to support the voice work is part of that somatic being more embodied being more in your body peace so interesting I, yeah I can see that I mean I don't have the background and experience but even just getting to know you and your work and we we did do a little bit where I was yeah. uh you know a, a what not client but you know we Jen helped me a little bit with some voice work and stuff and it was really fascinating to see how that yeah how you how you approach that and the connection maybe you can talk a little bit about what you see in terms of the connection with voice work and coaching or you know how you can help move people through things yeah so it's thank you it's so interesting how you know when I finished my master's degree and I was teaching both adults and kids for years and I could hear you know I was approaching music from like I was a singing teacher so I approached it from a very like music oriented structured type background but I kind of knew there was always something more with there was something more that I wasn't seeing yet and I basically just had to be patient until I started my journey as a healer and got my Reiki master and, you know, did some body talk therapy and all this kind of stuff. And now when I work with clients, it's not because they come to me for singing students. It's, it is voice development work, but what some, a lot of what I see is it's because I work with physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of the voice. I always start with the physical because there is inevitably something I hear in their voice that isn't aligned or fully connected to who they are and their body. 
So sometimes it's breath. Um, nearly always we start with breath because if you can't breathe or you can't access your full um, breath support, then you can't completely access all of your voice. So there's part of that. The voice piece is also shows up is with um, autoimmune disorders. So quite a few of my recent clients have thyroid issues. And I actually have a friend and colleague when, from when I lived in Abu Dhabi, and she was able to reverse her Hashimoto's and stop it and maintain it through voice work, energy work, sound healing and dietary changes. And she doesn't have to be on drugs. She so she does some work with that. She's really gone down the sound healing road now. Mm-hmm. And I do that as a part of my work. But most of my voice development clients, I will hear something. And because now I've brought in the energy piece and I'm now working in the intuitive channeling space, mm-hmm. then I can channel in and activate through sound in myself, free up spaces in their voices or in their bodies on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and provide them an, a way to transmute the trauma or transmute the block in a way that is gentle, but also critical like it's that's the part that I love that this work can be so gentle and you know having had personal experiences sort of similar to your client where I have interstitial cystitis Mm -hmm. and you know what you shared there about how your sorry was it your client or a friend of yours that reversed her Hashimoto yes my friend yeah I have you know I don't know if I'd say I've reversed because I do get the odd little flare up, but I have pretty much 95% managed my interstitial cystitis through this work. And it was really about starting to excavate the emotional and the spiritual pieces, Mm -hmm. but it was so gentle doing it through that work. It was not, yeah, it was, just it's not it's not this whole like you're walking in and somebody's just you know you're just going to be like thrown into the the washing machine or something the tumbler around right like yeah (laughs) it's it really is and that's the magic and that's the power of it and that's what I see even with my clients as well like when they come to me with with health related pieces and we can gently start to turn that that piece around and that was a big I think when you were speaking, um, one of the books that was really life-changing for me um, that came to mind was Gabor Mate's When the Body Says No. Right. When I read that book, everything started to, to click for me. And it's when I started to recognize that I wasn't actually going to turn my health around just via lifestyle changes. It had made, it had brought me to a certain point. Like mm-hmm. I, I made a number of lifestyle dietary changes and I felt better. I felt healthier. I saw physical changes in my body, but I still was struggling with, um, you know, some of my diagnosis. And then when I read that book and was like, Oh, okay. It's yeah. the emotional, it's the energetic piece. Completely. And it's, it's so interesting because I obviously specialize people come to me for voice mm-hmm. pieces initially. And then it always goes deeper, which it always does. And even in some of my singing, my sort of, I only have a couple of like one singing student or, you know, one straight singing client. And even I'm like, I have to be really mindful of like the boundary of that 
I'm like, she's just here for the singing. It's fine. She's just here for the singing. And, but all the rest of my other clients come to me through this voice development piece. I'd say right now, 60% of them have an autoimmune condition manifesting in a thyroid condition. So is that what they're coming to you because they have an autoimmune and they're like, they know they have it and you can somehow help them or like, what's the end? They're coming to you saying, I want to do voice work. What does that look like? So sometimes, uh, so several have been referrals. I've talked about it in terms of voice activation. So I will teach them. uh, That's where I start with the body. And I really allow them through the breath and through the voice pieces that space to understand that their voice can be stronger, more connected and more present in their being. So that's, and that's is that, sorry, I'm digging, yeah. I'm just super curious here. Is that, is that because they're like, I want to be a stronger presenter. I want to be like, what is the piece that makes them recognize that they want to work on their voice? I guess is my you know, question. Honestly, I don't know because okay. sometimes they, sometimes they're, sometimes it's a referral. Sometimes mm-hmm. they, they would like to be better at singing or toning. Um, mm. some, then the voice piece is sometimes linked to the self-worth like, Oh, my voice, you know, how many people, how many times have I heard? Oh, I'm a terrible singer. Right. Because that's, that's the story <laughs> they've told themselves. And it's, and it's because or the story usually, we've been heard or the story they've been, not been told, heard, been told. Yeah, yeah. I've been told. And usually like I'd say not always in the, in the Hashimoto's or the thyroid conditions, so several of my thyroid condition clients um, have had a history, not, not even present clients, have had a history of narcissistic parents. Mm. And that's a really interesting piece of it because it usually means that they've heard, they've been told to be quiet all the time. They've not been heard mm-hmm. ever. Um, their voice, like whatever, for whatever reason, whatever they say falls on deaf ears. And then it also, so that's not strictly all the time, but the other way it shows up is where kids who've been in choir as, you know, in elementary school choruses, and the teacher will say, just mouth the words, dear, um, because you don't know the music as well as you should, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And then the kid hears the message that their voice isn't valuable or their voice isn't worth hearing. So then they ingrain that message and they groove it in and then it carries out. And this is true for boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, for men and women with whom I've worked. And so usually the impetus is that they want to get more connected to their voice through music as a medium, but not always through music. Sometimes okay. they just want to be better speakers. Right. So, you know, it's, and sometimes it's as simple as just allowing more energy in the diction of what they're saying. Right. Yeah. I find it so fascinating, right? Where I think like we talked about, you can find a coach for just about anything. Yeah. Days. Yeah. That's right. Um, you know, everybody is a coach specializing in whether it's relationships or life mm-hmm. or career or entrepreneurs or spiritual health, you know, all the things. So it's interesting to find the ways in, but then also how oftentimes, and my gosh, I've, this has been me. It's like, I go thinking I need one. I want one thing. And then like you say, with the voice, all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we're going to go over here and work over here. I had a client recently where she literally in the session, she was like, so is this what coaching is? Is like, is this, (laughs) am I a normal client? Because it's like, she came to me for, you know, some, some career related stuff, some work stuff. 
and we went like deep into the relationship stuff and some old past relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, so, but that's the piece that's where it's not linear. It's not, or I have found, and and that's what works for me is usually what's blocking somebody Mm -hmm. from getting to where they want to be. It's, it's, it's something they haven't even that's kind of in the subconscious that we have to peel back the layers of the onion and all of a sudden kind of like you say right you're working on voice and they're like but wait a minute all of a sudden we're talking about my Hashimoto's like (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) or sometimes they know like they know their voice work is is, you know they know that the voice work they want to do will help support their health journey and they've already made um, significant lifestyle changes but they know that the voice work is another layer of that change yeah and you know, it's so interesting because we need a team of people around us to like, it's important to have a team of people, a team of supporters Mm -hmm. for your life and for your being. So there's no one right path to where you want to go. So, you know, you can have a business coach and a health coach and you can have like a a therapist, a counselor and a health and well-being coach. Like it really, there's, you have to find the right person to wake up and activate and move those things in you to get to where you want to go. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And that's definitely been my journey. It's Mm -hmm. shifted and changed. And yeah, at some points I was working with multiple different people on various areas and other times, you know, it, it would be just one or I'd work in one modality for a little while and be like, okay, now I'm feeling really called to go and do this. And I'm going to go and find, you know, add this layer in or remove or whatever it's um so definitely not a one size fits all definitely not one size fits all and this is actually a really interesting time to go into earlier when we were preparing for this recording we were talking about the intersection of coaching and healing Mm -hmm. and this is this is where for each of us it's been a journey of both all along where we've we've experienced coaching and healing hand in hand and now we are going down that same route, providing that for our clients. So it is both coaching and healing. So is coaching healing and mm-hmm. is healing coaching? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but it's, that's something I'm really, yeah, that Jen and I've both been sort of exploring. And I guess, again, it, it's a, it's a bit of a, you know, sometimes in a way, some people say the coaching industry is a bit of a wild west, <laughs> right? Yeah. Compared to say, counseling or areas that are a little more defined and regulated and whatnot. And I think, but I, I wonder if this is what's emerging, right? Like if we're seeing I'm wondering emergence that of a new kind of integration, I mean, I'm seeing it in, you know, in therapists I follow too, that are bringing in more energy healing and, and that, yeah. that area. So I think definitely we're seeing, we're seeing an opening to some of these other elements. I'd say there's definitely an evolution happening in all of these industries. And it's not just as cut and dried as, you know, I have CBT and cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy training. I'm an NLP practitioner, master practitioner, and I'm a therapist. You know, it's, those are very brain based, Mm -hmm. um, you know, mental based tools and but they're not necessarily complete tools to get to where you want to go. So they are part of the toolbox that will help repair mm-hmm. the body or prepare the repair the vehicle. But you know, you might you know if, if you don't have tires on the vehicle, then you're not driving yeah. anywhere. So 
you need another, you need the additional support, but therapy might prepare you for that. Those CBT pieces might be enough of a, like actually my husband experienced this with some of his clients. Um, He's a CBT practitioner and he was able to support a client through literally turning his life around from basically about to be homeless to reconnecting with his family and rescuing animals and being having much more confidence in himself that was enough of that I guess flashlight or enough of a light switch for him to make some beautiful life changes that's that's amazing so these tools are valuable but we need the healing part you know I think the healing part goes hand in hand with all of these tools. And there's also something, you know, if I say I'm, so right now I've sort of described the work I do as voice development and spiritual mentorship. If I add healer to that, I think healing is a byproduct of the work I do. But I also think the word healer has a, um, not a weight to it. has, has a what? Connotation. It has a connotation where people are like, oh, I'm not going to be healed. But that also takes or power. it also sometimes for some people feels too out there. Right. Right. It's not as accessible. Like, right. Like, so, yeah. No, it's an interesting um, word. We don't have a better alternative. But I, like I said, I think healing is the byproduct. And it goes hand in hand with the work we do. But I wouldn't describe myself first as a, as, as a, a healer. healer. Yeah, no, definitely. And I would even go as far to say that, I mean, for me, I feel like I facilitate the healing. I actually believe that everybody is their own healer. It's yes. just that we're out of alignment and we are never taught how to do it. And we're not taught how to do that work. And so I agree. There's so much healing that takes place through the process yeah. and we facilitate it. And so there is a bit of a, to be the healer. It's like, this is not like healer as in, you know, let me, let me place a hand on you and magically, you know, um, yeah, I had a thought, I'm trying to think if it's going to come back to me as you were sharing about that. Um, it was around this idea, like you were saying about the cognitive, some of the cognitive pieces, mm-hmm. whether that be CBT or NLP and the embodiment work we're talking about. And it also makes me want, think about this shift that we're seeing in the Mm -hmm. world right now a little bit, whereas the cognitive piece is very masculine, right? The masculine energy, the fix, how do we do this and that? And we're seeing a bit more um, integration of more feminine um, aspects. And again, I'm not talking feminine and masculine as in genders, I'm talking in energies, which we all have masculine and feminine energies. So, you know, that somatic work, that embodiment work is more about the feminine energy. And so, as we continue to see this shift to hopefully where we get to a place that's a little more harmonized, it sounds mm-hmm. like that's what we're, what you and I are really focused on as well into with supporting people. And yeah. I, you know, I think it's also important to note that like your example there with your husband, Kirk, CBT might be the perfect fit for some, for certain people. Completely. Right? And so it's really, again, it's not about, one being better than another there it's really about this mixing pot of finding the modalities and finding the things that work yeah and also trusting trusting that you're going to find the right tools at the right time Mm -hmm. for you 
So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're struggling with something, then sort of hone in on what specifically, what's highest priority and find a practitioner for that first. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it's what's highest priority is in, you know, what's stopping you from living your life the way you want to live it. Mm -hmm. And it might be that, you know, with one of my Reiki clients, they found that they were giving so much of themselves to their family and to their work that they were completely drained and they were basically on the edge of a physical breakdown. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it's been, the Reiki can only do so much because until right. the behavior changes around, if like, mm-hmm. you know, the Reiki can help rebalance a lot of things, but if you're giving all that energy away again, then you're just back to zero. We're like, you're less than zero. That's a good point. So it's, it's like, yes, the Reiki can get you to a point where you can then prioritize better boundaries to maintain that energy level. But it's sometimes we need to start with like, what's most urgent right now today, and then find that practitioner or work with that person to get you to a point where you can then make the next best decision and the next best decision. And I think that just describes that both the coaching process as well as the process around if you're looking for help mm-hmm. or if you're overwhelmed, you know, and maybe you're so overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. Yes. I think that's a common, that's a really a common, common, right? And I yeah. mean, for that, for that one, I would, I'd also pay attention to people that you're drawn to. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it doesn't make sense that, um, you know, oh, it's, you know, I don't know why, like, I don't, there's nothing about voice or I've never had a, a, a calling to work on my singing voice or whatnot, but I'm really drawn to Jen. Follow yeah. that niggle, you know, or, I mean, I've had clients literally come to me. They're like, I'm not sure what it is, but I just feel like I need to work with you. I feel like you can totally. help me. I hear that all and, the time. Right. And it's so <laughs> amazing because yeah. they're open. I think too, then, right. There's an openness and a willingness, but so, you know, sometimes it does feel overwhelming. And again, if we're too in our heads going, what do I need to fix this problem? It's typically not linear. So starting to like, trust that niggle trust. If, you know, if there's somebody that you're following or somebody that you kind of know of that, that, you know, does some work in a field that's helping others explore it. You never know what might open up for you. Uh, within that because there's just there's so many avenues that we can go down and sometimes and healing healing is not linear in my my experience no it is not no it's very fascinating to to watch that process unfold so cool well we're gonna have lots more yeah lots more to talk about this actually this whole month um we're focusing on sort of coaching therapy healing we just we we'd originally set this up with two two episodes and then we sort of thought we need to talk to some other people so we're going to have some guests guests over the next couple of weeks and to expand this conversation so mm-hmm. yeah yeah really explore and then we're going to finish Jen and I are so I I mentioned that I'm taking this um like I say for lack of a better term quantum healing we don't really have a name exactly for what the training is well we do but it wouldn't make sense to anyone uh <laughs> but Jen and I are also have also signed up for oh, yeah a part of a course together. We're going to be going through a piece of this together. So we're going to 
I think what the, the idea is to unpack this, to bring on a couple of guests uh, from various different, uh, mm-hmm. various different areas, and then kind of wrap with our view after we go through this course together yeah. of how that might all come together and integrate. So it's eight weeks. I'm excited to see where this goes. Me too. Super fun. We hope you enjoy the journey. We hope you join us next week for the next episode of No Halos Here. Have an amazing day. And as always, if you or your body is asking for help, then just reach out. If you don't know where to start, start with us. We can always guide you to um, practitioners and wonderful people. Yeah, of amazing people that we've worked with. So, you know, if it's one of us, if it's just one of us directing you to somebody else in our network, it's your health and your well-being is priceless priceless totally all right amazing day everyone till next time bye thanks for joining us for these conscious combos if you're ready to dive deeper head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation if you love this episode please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to apple podcasts Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.